What's up, Internet? Welcome to another exciting episode of the Animated Gamers Podcast, where anime and game nerds collide. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, it's your boy Cliff, the Shadowcaster, and I'm joined by two great friends. First up, we have... Hey, what's up, Internet? It's Foxtail. And rounding out the cast, as always, we have... Ronnie G, the Medicine Man. What's up? All right, we got a couple topics on the docket today. First up, we're going to talk about some movies and TV shows that are going to be delayed due to the coronavirus and the concerns about people being together. Next, we'll go into movies, TV shows, and anime that we may have missed out on growing up uh, or just hard to find. Then we'll go into our, our favorite mu- music and video games. And then finally, we'll give our review and our thoughts on the Resident Evil demo. But first up, let's start with these delays in these movies and TV shows. So, Ron, you got some news about this? Yeah, uh, I was scrolling through my Robinhood account um, yesterday, and then uh, I was looking at the Netflix stocks and stuff like that, obviously. And then uh, the rumor that came across was that uh, during the coronavirus, for probably the next movies that's coming out for the next six to eight weeks, they're probably going to just uh, immediately take them to streaming services. So the rumor I heard about the Black Widow, which will probably come out on Disney anyway, like they mentioned to me earlier. And the Quiet Place too was the ones that got mentioned. Is that they were probably going to shop them around to one of the services. So I thought that was super interesting. And I think I think we'll see a lot more of that anyway in general. I definitely see that Fast Nine was delayed all the way until next year. All the other things were delayed, like you said, just a couple weeks or a couple months. But I think the biggest shift we saw was Fast Nine. And some movies that are going to be halting on uh, production at least would be The Winter Soldier and Falcon. So Dave, yeah. what are your thoughts on this stuff? I mean, like, I'm fine with it if it goes straight to one of the streaming services. Obviously, all the Disney movies, just say, uh, for example, if Black Widow does go, it's going to go straight to Disney+. Plus. It won't go to Netflix. It won't go to Amazon. It's going straight to their streaming services. But, like, other than that, like, why not, like, sell it to Netflix or sell it to Hulu or sell it to Amazon? That way, you know, you're guaranteed this certain amount of money, whatever you guys agree upon. Because when, yep. when this is all said and done, either two things are going to happen. Say a week from now, they say, oh, Corona's done. You guys can go out, go do what you got to do. I know for me, I'm still not going out this house for like at least another month or two. Right. Until like, I'm sure. So you got the people who are going to do what I do, what I'm going to do. Or then you got the people who are going to be like, you know what? I've been stuck in this house so long that they said it's free to go. I I can go outside. I'm going outside no matter what. So So you get half of people who still won't go to the movie theaters. Then you get the other half. That will. So why take that risk of see who, what amount of people outweighs who instead of getting this certain amount of money from a, from like a streaming services right now? You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I think the, I think another side to that coin would be like, let's say, like you said, they do say like, oh, you guys can go out, like everything's better or whatever the case may be. But like, let's say people don't want to spend their money on that right now. People still, people probably have bills to catch up on and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I think the last thing that'd be on somebody's mind is let me go catch this movie because I was in, stuck in the house for the past six weeks and I couldn't catch it. So I think if it costs them $200 million to make it and they sell it to anybody netflix hbo anybody for 250 million they just take the 50 million profit whatever case may be and just go because you know why like like black widow will sell a lot more merchandising anyways it's going to sell a lot more merchandising a quiet place obviously won't but yeah i think i think i think yeah go ahead that's like what i'm saying though you sell to netflix it make you it took 200 million to make so you make an extra 50 million by selling it for 250 million exactly rather than putting it in the movie theater as soon as this virus yeah as soon as this virus is over and then hoping people are hoping people feel safe enough to come out and taking that risk you might not even break even so why take that risk instead of just giving it to net selling it to netflix and earning that extra 50 million dollars instead of like 
getting way below what it took to actually make it. Yeah, I mean, you definitely don't want to take a loss on anything, but I'm quite sure they're they're jumping at the bit to get, to probably get rid of these properties right now because you know we let's let's be honest, we all know these movies cost a lot of money to make. So like you said, if they're gonna take the fifty million dollars and just run with it and say, "Hey, this is our profit," instead of running the risk of getting nothing, then why not? That's gonna be a major challenge because usually these deals are made after the movie has come out and they've yep. seen how much they've made. So now you're telling companies to trust. Okay, yeah, I'm not sure how well Fast Night is gonna do Netflix, but I really need to put this movie out. So I'm thinking since I made this movie for two hundred million. Plus a hundred million dollars in promotion. So let's say, give me four hundred, yeah. so I can make some profit. And Netflix might be like, "No, I'm not doing that. Yeah, I don't know right. if this is going to do yeah, well that, or that, not." At right. that point, they release it in the movies, and then they see what happens. So now you right. have to release it, and then whatever you get from that is yeah. what you get. And now you learn. Next time, if this ever right. happens again, we know what to do. Putting it out in theaters yeah, right that, away is not the move. And I mean, and what that's called? That's called a close ba- a close bag deal. Like, you don't get to see what's in the bag, but they're going to make you pay for the bag. It could be nothing in that bag, but they're like, hey, we're going to, like, this, oh, it's so nice. You want it, you want it, you want it. And you go, well, what's in it? Well, we're not going to show you, but you really do want this bag. So, in those kind of deals, most of the time, you just end up with the bag. You got a nice bag to walk around with, not what's actually inside the bag. And that's that's what they're facing. If if this is what's happening, because yet again, it's rumors. We don't know. But if that is what, I'm quite sure that's what they're doing. But if that is what's happening, then that's scary to be on that other side of the table, because like Cliff just said, like, they're trying to going to they're going to always try to swing high, you know what I'm saying, hoping that you hit low kind of thing. So if you yeah, want to sell four hundred million, they definitely want to make those profits and make the next movie to green light because all right, whatever happens beyond this is going to be a major paradigm shift because a lot of companies are already uh, bringing out you know AAA movies like yeah. uh, The Irishman. The Irishman was was put out on Netflix first and then went to movie theaters to try to get the Oscar bait or whatever. Yeah. Now you're seeing movies like Fast Nine, um, Black Widow. That are made to be the spectacle, to be on a on a big movie yeah. screen. Now you're telling folks to all right, go watch it on your 55 inch TV if you even have something like that, or on your on your cell phone. Yeah. Now are you now in the next couple of years is that going to influence how people are going to watch movies? Because as you said earlier, Dave, I'm probably not going to go to movie theater until maybe next year, honestly. Because even if people are going to be you know cured or whatever, we don't know how things are going to mutate. Yeah. And then just yeah. I don't know. It, it's just it's just a hysteria going behind us i think it's going to be a, a lot to bring people back to movie theaters and to malls and yeah. stuff like that Dude, the, another thing that uh yet again that came across my uh robin hood account yesterday was that um the ceo of amc movie theaters was literally like made a video the ceo made a video crying out basically to the government saying like yo we need help we need help we need help we need help they he said need like yeah, and that's what he was saying, like, yo, don't forget about us. You know, they're trying to buy out the airlines and the cruise ship lines and stuff like that. And he basically was saying, like, yo, don't forget about us. Like, we literally don't get anybody, anybody. The guy was saying that their sales are down, like, 89%. Like, that's crazy. That's one, of those, businesses, that's that's one of those businesses that really rely on the week-to-week because yep. they purchase these films to run in yep. their theater for nine to six months, right? Or nine weeks. Nowadays, it's about nine weeks. And now, since they don't have that revenue coming in, they're they're not making money. So I wouldn't be surprised if, if movie theaters do start to close down once all this stuff is said and done, if they don't get a, a buyout. Yep. Honestly, this really depends on when this is all said and done, that one big movie that gets released to movie theaters after this is all said and done, this already depends on how, on, on how well 
on how well that one movie does. If that movie does great after this is all done, I think the movie theater, you still put movies out in theaters. But if that shit bombs, I think it's going to be a minute. If it bombs, yeah, it's gonna be a and then I think that's what I was about to say. seeing it on streaming services. That's what I was about to say. Let's say six months from now, right? And like like, like the hysteria is down. Let's say the hysteria is down in two, three months, right? So six months from, six months from now, so it's three months removed from hysteria. People are feeling better and stuff like that, more, you know, more confident to go outside. That one, whatever that movie is, that's probably going to come out in December or November, that movie's gonna do so well because people are just gonna be itching to go do something. You think? Because like, like me and well, Cliff look, are like see, in agreement. We gotta think about the trailers. The house. <laughs> I'm neither am I. Neither am I. But I'm saying, but I'm saying those people because you know people are sheep. So once they say, "Yo, it's the all clear," people are just gonna run out their house. That's what's gonna happen. We're gonna be the cautious ones to say, "Hey, let me wait this thing out." But other people are not gonna be cautious. Let's just but be this, real. But so there's gonna say, be like more people like us too. That's what I'm saying. It's gonna be two type of people. The type of people who like us who are just gonna stay in the house, and then you got the other people who can't wait to go out the house the minute they say it's safe. Yeah, and those fifty percent of people that's gonna run to the movie, that one movie that drops, whatever that movie is, is gonna make a killing. And yeah, I think about too. So the, everyone had to move their marketing plans. Now it's only been a couple weeks now. Like you said, it may be all clear about to, by next week or in two weeks. But think about the type of momentum that they need to rebuild up again yep. in, in their press releases, in their yep. in their trailers, um, going out. You know, when they go to different countries and talk to or the junkets. You know, yeah. all that stuff is going to be halted or moved back because yeah. of this scare. Now, it, it really does. I wish we could predict the future, but it really does matter. Like the, those first two or three blockbuster movies that come out after we get the all clear, that's yep. really going to define how much money movies are going to continue to invest because we never know when the next outbreak is going to come out or the next thing is going to stop people from going to the movies. Because if you think about all the, money the movie sales, too. right? The movie sales that tanked after the whole Batman thing. Remember that? That was just one theater and one in a smaller scale, yeah, and people yeah. pulled back from going to movies. Oh, yeah, no, man, and, um, and this is worldwide. Either yeah, way, there's so ramifications. You know, it's still going to be that one company that still throws a movie as soon as this thing is all over with. You'll see that one trailer that they just decide, hey, this is out next week, right after this pandemic is over. And it's going to make something because obviously it's not going to make zero dollars. It's going to make something. It's just a matter how much it makes. Does it break even? Does it make way below yeah. what it costs to make it? Or do they make way above it? And then all that mm, really whatever depends. It, no, go ahead, Ron. Whatever that movie, whatever that, like you said, whatever that, whatever that movie is, that that's going to define a lot because, like I said, they can they can make a shit ton of money because they're going to be the only fucking pony in town, or they're going to literally just tank, and that's really going to define a lot. I can't I can't imagine these movies that they made that's ready to go right now and they hold on to them for the next year. I just can't I can't I can't picture that. I can't. So usually it. this usually there's only like a handful of movies that that are held like that. Something I'm thinking about is uh, the movie that came out earlier this year with uh, Kirsten Stewart that, when they were underground. That was held for about three or four years. And then Cabin mm-hmm. in the Woods was held for like five years. But they, but then they, they waited for uh, all the actors to become more famous and they made a killing. But um, yeah, we can keep our eye on this because I'm really interested to see a lot of streaming services are just waiting for this type of event yep. to happen. Unfortunately, yep. that this had to happen so they can keep people in the house. It's right. hard to get people to sp- to spend seventeen bucks per person right. where you could rent it for for you know twenty bucks, yeah, even that yeah. five bucks for the whole house. And then just to piggyback off that real fast, I mean EU, like I was telling you guys before, uh, the EU was telling Netflix it'll like, and EU is uh, Europe, if anybody knows, and the UK also for those who are probably not sure what that meant. Um, they were asking, they were begging like uh, Netflix to stop streaming HD content because they were saying like, you know, their bandwidth was just getting tore up and Netflix had to oblige. They had to like stop it. 
Yeah, everyone's streaming in HD. I've been streaming in HD. I mean, me too. But imagine they get told you not to, and then Netflix just cuts it off, like takes your freedom basically away from. So you know, somebody was hot. Yeah, we know that media isn't the most important thing right now when it comes to these topics, but it's really going to shift, like like you guys, how you know media is going to be disseminated because games are delayed um, as well, like mm. uh, Final Fantasy, and then they had to, to change the, the release dates of both Doom Eternal last week and uh, Harvest Moon. Uh, not Harvest Moon, <laughs> Animal Crossing. Animal I keep saying Harvest Moon. <laughs> hey, he going to get yo, yo, y'all kill him for that one. Y'all and the funny him. thing is, I started playing it too. I just started playing it too. This it, it's all farming. It's all the same. Y'all, all your all. No, you stand on that one by yourself, bro. You Come at me, bro. You <laughs> see, you hit us up. Hit me up on Instagram. You know, Animal follow first. You Animal Crossing stands. I bet. I, I better see him crucified. <laughs> Man, what they gonna do to my Come boy? Hit me. him with that fake ass pickaxe. They ain't gonna do shit. Oh, uh, no, not just add to the fire. All right, let's Mr. shift Nook over. Don't play that, Mister Nook. Don't play that, bro. <laughs> We gonna get Timmy and Tommy on me. All right, so <laughs> let's skip over. Let's go over to the next topic. So, uh, in sp- speaking of, of just media and, and try to find little different services, what are some TV shows, movies, and anime, or any you know anything that falls in, within that realm that you may have saw when you were younger, or at some point that is really hard to find now, almost impossible to look up? Everyone has that one thing. Remember this one? You know this show that I watched as a kid, and people are like, "What are you right. talking about?" I've never seen that before. So, what are some shows uh, or movies that you? Uh, would like to see but it's really hard to find um i got actually two animes one i did miss out on the other one i didn't it's just kind of hard to find right now um i'm gonna go with the one i missed out on first devil may cry the animated series i played these games forever man and i did not know it was like an animated series to like two years ago and apparently like it was based (laughs) off of one and two it didn't i'm assuming it Mm -hmm. didn't do so well because it was only 12 episodes but like yeah dude when i found out like this was an actual animated series i went straight to youtube and i think i found episode one and i didn't find anything any other episodes besides that one and i've been like trying to search but um luckily for me i read a couple days ago that the producer whoever made castlevania on netflix is making an animated devil may cry series so i get a second chance at this and like i'm kind of like stoked that you know now i actually get that second chance because now i get to see it in hd i get to see it in all its glory so I'm really stoked for that. But, yeah, that is one I definitely missed out on, and I wish I could go back and check it out. And the second one I didn't miss out on, but it's hard to find now, was Street Fighter, the animated series. I don't know if any of you guys ever seen Ooh. that one. That joint, was yeah. so, okay. that joint was so good. I bought the collection on um, VHS. That shit was so good. And I remember um, watching that for the first time. And, like, obviously I've played the Street Fighter games way before that. And, like, playing the Street Fighter games that whole time, I really thought, like, it was all about Ryu and Ken. It was all about those two. (laughs) But then, like, and then I watched the animated series. And it's basically about Guile, like, hunting down Bison, basically. That's what it's all about. Guile is, like, really the main character to all this. So, like, mm-hmm. that junk was dope. Like I said, I remember buying the whole uh, VHS collection on eBay. But, yeah, if I definitely get a chance to watch that again, I would. Yeah, the Devil May Cry anime. I think I had it downloaded. We watched it in my anime group at my old uh, my old job. We had an anime group or whatever. And we watched the first maybe four or five episodes. I forgot exactly where I downloaded it from. But it was pretty solid. I mean, it was set in between, I believe, because... Part two was a prequel, correct, of yeah, Devil May Cry? I believe so, yeah. I think it happens right after after part two into part one. It's like a, a mission he does in between time because Lady and Trish is there, but their dynamic is still pretty fresh. 
Um, but if I'll, I'll look, I'll look it up for you to see if I still have it downloaded somewhere and I can send it to you. It was, it was okay. If anybody wanted to know, that Street Fighter live action is fucking trash. Damn. Don't watch it. What the movie or TV? Show? The John that live John action Street the Fighter. The John with John Claude. That shit was dookie. The with John Claude Van Damme. <laughs> the Raul Julia, man. <laughs> yeah, that shit was dookie. <laughs> and you know, it's crazy. I watched that thing twice. I watched that thing as a young lad, and I hated it. And I watched it again as an adult. I forget why I watched it or where it was, but it, it might have been on Amazon Prime, maybe. And I went to go watch it, and I got, like, I, I can't believe I survived, like, 40 minutes. And I was like, this shit is garbage. I was trying to delete it from the stream. Like, I was like, literally... That's, going, that's one of those movies Cliff says, yeah. though. Like, you take it for what it is. He I mean, it's it. one of those, it's one yeah. of those um, movies that are, like, mm-hmm. it's, like time, it's bad, man. it's bad, the but, like, it's good. He he no, 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 Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat uh, live action was good at the time. You watch those shits now. That shit is bad. That joint on the Netflix, though. That joint on the Netflix. He says... He says to Cammy, uh, Bison says to Cammy, to you, this is the day you lost your family. But to me, this is another Tuesday. <laughs> he does some good writing, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, Ryan, what about you? What are some things that you, uh, it's hard for you to, to find? Um, there was an anime. Yeah, there was a, I mean, there's an anime that I watched, and it's just like super hard to find. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, it's actually expensive to buy right now, as far as a collector's edition. But, um, it was a show called Kerry Kano, and it was a Japanese anime, but it was a drama. It was really just a love story between these two high school students, and that that story was just so good. I remember it was on Comcast On Demand when Comcast On Demand first came out. Don't know why they had it on there. Have no no. Oh, they had no the idea. anime network, right? Yeah, yeah, they had, they, and it was on the Comcast On Demand. And I remember they used to post new episodes like Friday, and I thought it was only like eight, eight episodes, right? So then, as I then I got became adult, I probably was like twenty. At the time, so I watched when I was like twelve, so twenty. That was eight years later, and I was like, man. And out of you know how you was thinking of some, and out of nowhere you remember the name. And that's what happened randomly one night. I just remembered the name randomly in the middle of the night, and I just went and searched and googled it and found it on Amazon and bought the whole DVD collection. And come to find out, it was like forty episodes. So Comcast robbed me basically, and that was just such a really, really, really good story that that I every time I think of something good to watch, I always think like, man, what if I could? I wish I could find something like that. I've never seen or heard of this before. Okay, this looks. You see this in romance, right? Yeah, it's, it's a yeah, it's Carrie Kano, K A R E, and Kano, K A N O, Carrie Kano. Okay, I wouldn't even think this would be your type of anime, but that's man, that I I love that I love that story. I love that's know. one of my that's one of my favorite animes. One of my favorite. Also, another one. Check out um Into the Forest of Fly, uh, Fireflies Light. That joint was pretty good too. It's like a little romance joint. I saw that once by mistake. <laughs> there's a, there's there's another one that I always forget the name, but I know it's uh something labyrinth. I forget what it's called. An anime? I can't think of it. No, it's not an anime. It's a movie. You're it's talking about Pan's somebody... Labyrinth. Yeah, that's another one that's weird, but it's good. Yeah, so boy uh, Guillermo. It's a very interesting movie. I go on on How's Moving Castle. That's another one that's good. That book was good too. A right, show that I like that I missed out on. I keep. And I finally found it after years of looking for it and, and typing in descriptions on like Reddit right. and just random Google stuff. It's called Exposure. Now, this was a show that was on the Sci-Fi Channel, and it ran from 2000 to 2002. And what it was was a, it was a short films in an anthology series. So the one that stuck out to me the most was this uh, this couple who were driving home after a party, or whatever, and they got into a car accident, 
and the whole show is just them just coming to terms with maybe them not uh, making it out of there alive. And I saw that maybe I guess around ten or eleven, and I've been looking for it ever since then. Oh, where you find it at? So I mean, I I can find some of the shorts on YouTube when they look really crude because it is from 2000 uh, but i can't find that specific skit and i don't even think it's been released online because they're short stories some of these people became really famous afterwards so you have george lucas uh, who made one uh tim burton a younger tim burton and a young kevin smith in addition to other filmmakers so i don't think it's even possible for them to put this together and sell this because there's so many different you know moving pieces that go along with that right but that's one show that i would i wish to find that one one day to just look at that one skit in particular, I'm gonna Google that one. Mm-hmm. As far as other shows, um, stuff that I missed out on, I missed out on the the hype train of um, what's his name Dexter. Laboratory? And, no, just Dexter. Ain't that oh, on Netflix? The, yeah, that's on. But Netflix. the thing is, I missed Dexter. out on. I know how it oh. ends, so I'm not going to watch it. I missed oh, out on it. Oh, I feel you. Oh, yeah, I know what you're saying. You missed out on the. You missed out on the wave. Yeah, I actually yeah. start. I actually started watching it. This is. Probably like two, three months ago. This is actually probably when my ankle was broken, maybe. And I was watching, it, and I was like binging it for a while. I finished the whole season after that. It got so boring to me. I don't know why. It just that got boring. ending was dookie, man. That ended right. was trash. So the thing is, people would say because I saw Lost pretty late uh, once it was finished, but I didn't know what the ending was. People said you wouldn't like the ending. I was like, yeah. well, most of the time, people say that stuff. And I ended up watching that, and I wouldn't say I enjoyed it. The end is what it is. We can actually talk about that. <laughs> If you guys I, want to, I never fin. I never, I never watched it. So I mean, and I never will because I know it's stupid long. So I never watch it. But I heard it was good. But my mom was a huge fan of it. And I remember like that week of the last episode, she was like just fucking pissed off at everything. Yeah, leading up, it's, the journey was good, but the destination just was, you know. So it was, so it was basically uh, Game of Thrones. All right, but in a sense, in a sense, I know people who love it and love the ending and will defend it, uh, will die on that hill, but not me. But yeah, that's that's a sh- I was able to watch that. Um, but yeah, Dexter, I wish I was able to watch it while it was on because it won a lot of awards and got some praise and acclaim. But I just I can't do it. I mean, y'all need to watch that Avatar: Last Airbender. Now I'm thinking about it. <sighs> yeah, I kind of missed that wave when it was on. I mean, my brother watched it. I was just uh, that's what I was back doing it into dance and all that. So I didn't really have time to watch anything. I remember I Netflix few, was. I watched a few episodes of that, but not too much. I didn't like stick to if it. If I'm not mistaken, it was on Netflix for probably like a couple days, and then Nickelodeon basically started their own streaming service with the whole idea of making people pay to watch Avatar. Yeah, people love it. I mean, people will people consider that an unofficial anime. Yeah, and, and really dope. I mean, it looks cool. The was movie so was cool. trash. This supposed to be making another live spooky. action movie through Netflix, and they're going to try yeah. it again. And hopefully, that springboards or something else. Even the sequel, Korra, got pretty good praise too. I never saw it, but yeah, I heard it was good. Yeah, because it's on Netflix. If it was on, I mean, if it was if it was on Netflix, I'd watch it. But it's not. It's on goddamn Google. I mean, uh, it's on DVD. That's on DVD. (laughs) Watching DVD. I'm actually thinking about buying Angel and Buffy on DVD because I was able to find it. Like I said, I started watching it again. And the place I watch it, it the quality is pretty bad, even by '90s standards. So I was thinking about buying a box collection for for Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Jesus, ain't worth it. But I gotta find a dedicated DVD player because I'd be damned if my PlayStation gets messed up from watching forty seasons of Buffy and Angel. How your PlayStation right. break? Oh, I was watching Buffy. 
<laughs> Don't worry, we hear this all the time. All right, y'all, let's talk about music that we like in video games. So we can talk about either orchestral stuff that's made specifically for the game, like in Final Fantasy and other games like that, or we could talk about compilation, uh, like in Grand Theft Auto and games like that. So what are some of your favorite songs or games with the best music in it? Man, Kingdom Hearts got the best video game music to date right now. I'm about to turn my damn mic off. (laughs) (laughs) You knew that was coming, man. Yeah, I'm about to turn my damn mic off. I would go Kingdom Hearts and then Final Fantasy X. That soundtrack to that one was like one of the best soundtracks I've ever heard in video game. That shit is on my Spotify playlist. And like when I used to um, unload trucks at work, I would always put that on. And um, Final Fantasy Which one your favorite? Which one your favorite? um, The the beginning. Because the one you could play on Final Fantasy XV. Because when Ignis would drive around, yeah. I would straight up just change to that. Yeah, song that's all I got. Over and that's over all I got. and over. I got and the, over the metal Spiral Mills. I think it was. That's my favorite. And then Roll the uh, Roll the Zanarkin. That one was pretty good. Yeah, that one's good. And then, uh, do you know if they have the same uh, music director over there at Square Enix, or is it different people? I want to say it's the same one. I don't think he's there anymore. No, I don't think he's there anymore. I think the person who did the Final Fantasies wanted to leave in the studio for Miss Walker, Lost Odyssey, same company, and wanted to okay. do the music for them. Um, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts, Final Fantasy X. That role to Xanarkin, well, that soundtrack is really good. Uh, Final Fantasy XV, the Stand, um, Stand By Me song, I feel like it was perfect fit for that whole, for that whole game. Because you got like three life, uh, four lifelong friends. Well, one's basically damn near a prince, and then basically his three best friends are his bodyguards. And then they basically are escorting him all across the whole damn world, protecting him. I felt like that song was like a perfect fit for that one. And then Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. That soundtrack was pretty good. That opening theme was really good. But but yeah, man, video games had some really good music to it. But yeah, if I had to put one on repeat over and over again, it'd probably be one of the Kingdom Hearts soundtracks. Mm. So <laughs> Yeah, I I definitely with uh I think Final Fantasy X probably has one of the best soundtracks ever. And that that's that's a that's a huge feat that I could actually, as Dave said, listen to that just on a regular basis. Like no gameplay, just actually just listen to the, listen to that playlist. That's that's no small feat at all. So everybody knows the ending of the the battles. But that Final Fantasy X is one of the best. I think the Devil May Cry series always has really good music. That don't just get you hype. You just ready to fight everybody for no reason at all. But the classic will always be GTA. Just so even though it's a compilation, but all the like, I remember when they first Which had one? it. Added, I'm gonna go with Vice. That, uh, Vice. I was about to say. I was Get lost in the yo. That was that was. Oh, I love that song. Every time that song came, do you ever you ever uh just cycle through the music looking for that one that one song? <laughs> yeah, they be dancing in the club, their hands stiff and shit, yeah, like their, their fingers could like Chris Brown. Left, right, left, right, left. But the one thing that made that game really, really good was on the original Xbox. You know, that thing had infinite memory. So if you had the music downloaded to your Xbox, you can play the game in the car while listening to your music that whatever you download, your Jay-Z or whoever you're listening to at that time. Listen to this. I would be playing Grand Theft Auto San Andreas in No Lie, playing the Beautiful Soul album by Jesse McCarty. (laughs) Don't drive by, bro. (laughs) 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 That see Classic. stuff like stuff like that just 
just always just always makes you know makes the game better i people i feel like uh like i told you guys before i feel like we should talk about the we don't know their names and that's unfortunate but the music in the game will make you play it you could make or break the game imagine playing the game with absolutely no sound how trash that would be definitely yeah, how imagine getting the battle, that RPG battle, and you don't got that. Dun, 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 dun. I would say Lost Odyssey kind of lacked on that though. Yeah, the music, yeah, because it, I think I think literally it has like eight, I mean, not even probably nine, probably like six songs that that it's not even songs. It's just it's just fucking beatboxing for the most part. <laughs> and it's crazy to think that it's the it's the same guy who made the the Final Fantasy music score, but. I think music and games should just get a lot more attention in general. Well, a lot of them are having like orchestra like concerts throughout the world now. I know Kingdom Hearts has one. Final Fantasy has yeah. their own orchestra. Dude, you know, whatnot. you know Halo. Well, we, I mean, Halo is another one, but you know that that Halo, that all, you know, that actually won a lot of awards, <laughs> mm-hmm. a lot of awards. Actually, that's actually that's actually I forget which college it is in in the U.S. It's near the Uncanny Valley. They actually have that for those music composers. That's actually one of the like test songs. They have to perform that. You see the video a couple years ago with the kids at like spring yeah. break. They were all like in the restroom making that yeah, sound. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gaming and music, I'm telling you. As far as like orchestral stuff or things made specifically for the game, I got to shout out Mass Effect. Uh, Mass Effect 2. Yeah. I think Mass Effect 1 too. Uh, 1 as well. Uh, has some really good music. I have a couple songs, Uncharted Worlds, that I have in my playlist. Like when it's time to just chill out or whatever or, or do some studying. That's a really good one. And compilation stuff. So I'm going to take it back to the old days. Uh, we had ATV Off-Road Fury 2. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Border Cross game. I mean, you ever played this, John? Yeah, BMX and ATV. Yeah, all those games had the songs. They had, like, um, a, a free roam mode where you could just drive around and you could put on the song that you wanted to and, and record videos. When I tell you hours doing that with my brother, hours playing these songs. And this would help me get into rock music as well. This is around the time with, like, MTV with... Um, like Lincoln Park and Trapped and all those guys were out. Yeah, don't think Evanescence was out. Yeah, and this just helps um, bridge the gap there. I played a lot of Tony Hawk as well. Those songs were really good because it was hip hop and rock music. Yeah, which was a great transition. Um, oh. Those games really helped a lot of people discover new vent- uh, new genres of music because it was a nice fusion. That soundtrack to um, Midnight Club Three Dub Edition. That joint was front right too, man. I used to play that joint all mm-hmm. the time. No, the underground one back in you remember the uh, yeah, underground. Yeah, underground. Even speak underground. That's when I found yo. You know what? You're absolutely right about bridging, bridging the crack. Even though I already listened to hip hop, I didn't know nothing about no Ti until that until that uh that game. Right, right, Twenty fours. That's how all my partners bro. There's that was, so many good songs I found from uh what's the boxing games from back in the day with EA the fight fight night fight, fight night. night. Yeah, fight night. <laughs> they had the joint yeah. with, with CeeLo. I'll be around. That came up in yo. That's that's in my playlist nowadays. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a, I'll give you one more. I guess an honorable mention. Saints Row. That, oh, that come on, yes. That 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 game had its own soundtrack. It might have been hip hop and something, but that, that bounce like my check song was my favorite song. Y'all heard me singing <laughs> it not too long ago. Bounce like my check did back in the day, before I got this paper, before I got paid. Oh, uh, they had a joint <laughs> popping off too when um, when uh. When Saints Row got wild, because the first couple games, well, one and two was pretty serious, and then it went off the rails. Yeah, because they, they had, compete uh, with GTA, that's why. Right, and I actually loved them for doing that instead of trying to stick close to what they were trying to like going crazy. Two uh, of the best. 
They had some 80s songs. I remember they had ABBA in there just flying around, <laughs> destroying aliens with ABBA in the background. <laughs> Dancing Queen. <laughs> you know, it's so good. It's so good. No, Cliff, remember when, I, when I, remember when I first came back from vacation and then you let me play that Saints Row in the Kanye West? Yes. Uh, you found out the helicopter. I was like, what is this? Nonsense? It went so well with that first that yeah. first mission. <laughs> helicopter and out. It was so Saints good. Row is definitely an honorable mention with the, with the playlist for sure. Yeah, like you said earlier, a game, the music can really make or break a game, especially a set piece or a battle system. If they are heavily into battle systems, how it, it bleeds into uh, where you're doing that versus just walking around the town. Yeah, because even, I mean, even Pokemon, even Pokemon does it. You know what's going on. You know what mm-hmm. kind of Pokemon area when you, when the music plays, you know when your battle's starting, like, dun, 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 dun. like everybody knows that kind of stuff. Now, imagine if it was nothing. What would right. you, like, how would it be? Or imagine if the music wasn't upbeat, you wouldn't be hyped for the fight. Music is super important, and one of the things that if you're like a casual, you know, just watching it, if, if you don't, if no one really points it out to you, you don't find something that really stands out to you. But you that's what it's supposed to just do. Movies without even really noticing yeah, it's there. Yeah, and that, but that's what the music is supposed to do, especially in games. The music is supposed to just be there. It's not going to distract you. It's just you know enhancing your experience. And people don't realize like if you if play a game with play a game with no sound, watch how ass is going to be. Play a right. game with no sound. <laughs> right, you kind of kind of take it for granted. No, oh, that um, Budokai Three soundtrack, the opening theme to that, that shit was tough. I don't think I played that one. Budokai, oh yeah, Budokai Three is the one with uh, Super Saiyan Four Goku in there, right? Yeah. You can play Super Saiyan. Yep. You, oh, you trying to see me? We talk, he must you be talking. To you. He, he, he must be talking to you, Rod. He <laughs> must be talking, talking, talking to me. <laughs> he talking to you. He. I got that GTA code. I got that GTA code. Left down, right up. Left down, right up. I know. I know. I know. He ain't say he ain't bright. <laughs> Get that PS2. All right, we can. Uh, we can start wrapping this up. I know you guys want to talk about the Resident Evil Three demo. I haven't been able to play it yet, but feel free to talk about it. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to playing this and the uh, Resistance, the multiplayer that comes out next week. So, what did you guys think of the RE3 demo? It was really good, but it was short. I would say that. But um, it so plays was it like, like half a mission or how much of it? Not even half a mission. I mean, I maybe like 23 minutes. And that, and if that. Eight, eight of those minutes were because like I kind of just put it on pause for a little bit because I was making dinner at the same time. So maybe like 15 minutes, really, if you just want to speed run. Not even that, it. bro. Yeah, if you but, were speed running, you could finish in 10. But it was, it was good. It was good, though. The graphics are great. It plays just like Resident mm-hmm. Evil 2. It's just a little yep. bit faster pace. Um, the dodge system, I think that's like that's that's really good to add on to this man because it takes some getting used to. So it's basically not like a roll. It's just basically I don't know how to understand it. It's like a duck while but you're yeah. moving at the same time. Shove. It's a shove. Yeah, basically. And um, animation would uh, happen if you actually do it correctly. So like you'll flip. So it just shows that. It's just another, it's just another way to get by the zombies. Um, one thing I do have to complain about, though, I don't know if this happened to you, Ron, since you played it. When you get like caught with a zombie, it tells you to keep pushing A, and I jammed but the it, shit out of that button, you. and nothing yeah. happens, and like yeah, nothing, nothing happened. So I don't understand Dude, that was the what first the thing hell. Yeah, I don't understand like what that, why that's there then, because I was jamming the hell out of it, and like yeah. it was still, I was yeah. still getting bit by the zombie. But like other right. than that, like I feel like I need to go back to play because Ron said this earlier. I feel like there's more to this demo than what I actually played, because um, the collectibles I did read that there were twenty of them. I found like two or three, and then I found like three, yeah. I feel like I feel like they give you enough shotgun ammo to actually try to injure the nemesis 
so where he like he like like not dies but like you know gets injured so he doesn't chase after you anymore i just ran by dude i tried twice and like he he hit me in the back of my head like three fucking times and like killed me bro and then i just ended up running by him and then as you're about to like do what the mission tells you to do like it cuts off and then it like ends the demo and that's when i found out like i only played for 23 minutes but like it's definitely good i'm definitely gonna get it I was kind of hesitant to play Resident Evil demos now because I'm never going to forget this. Resident Evil 6 demo I played, and that shit was great. That shit was all that. The demo, but then you went to go play play the regular game when it got released. It was nothing like the demo. So, like, I'm so hesitant, hesitant to play, like, Resident Evil demos now because of that. But this one was definitely good. Yeah, I mean... I agree with everything you said. I mean, but see, look, like I said uh, earlier, like it's definitely more to the demo. It has to be more to the demo because you got the shotgun. I didn't even get the shotgun. I didn't even get that far. Oh, you like, didn't get the. It, but... You didn't get the wire cutters. Yeah, I got the wire cutters, and I just didn't go back. You never went back because you're supposed to go back, yeah. get the shotgun, and then if you go back into the to the door to the gate that's to the right, you're supposed to use the box cutters again or the wire cutters again, and then you get the shotgun ammo. You get like four things of shotgun ammo. Yeah, so I got the shot. I got the shotgun ammo. Yeah, I got the shotgun ammo, but I didn't. I didn't. Like I said, I didn't. I didn't get the shotgun. So there's definitely more. I feel like there's more to the demo, but it's it's kind of hard to really explore because at the after you get to the point where the nemesis come out, there's not really fucking much you can do besides run away unless you go in the subway station. He don't chase you down there in case you didn't know. Wait, but I like it too. I mean, yeah, go ahead, Ron. I mean, I like I like too. I like the the dodging system. I mean, that was the first game they introduced to dodge anyway in Resident Evil. So, people didn't know in the original Resident Evil Three. So, I mean, I like it. I mean, I could I could see how it it would get it would be clunky though, like trying to roll in small places. Like I could see how that would get real clunky real fast. Like, I'd much rather her she just do like a subtle like dodge or like maybe if they just put it like in a, a way where you don't get hit. Yeah, like a side step. Yeah, because her rolling around and stuff like that. Like I could see already. How that would cause a problem in like a small close quarters, and that really bothered me when they were like biting me and I'm smashing it. I thought it was just like the first one zombie that it happened to. Like I was like, oh, this is one of those things where like it gotta happen, like in an RPG where you gotta lose to the boss, but you don't know that, so you keep restarting the game. So I was like, uh, all right, cool. But then when the thing when it happened again, I was smashing. It. I was like, what's the point of what's the point of this yeah. timed event if I'm still yeah. going to get bit anyways? Yep, I was. So I mean, it, it's just a demo. Or... Yeah, it was just a demo, so I'm not gonna take that much from it, but did look good I, I still hate carlo's hair but it did look good i didn't also i also didn't like the acting of the 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 big russian guy i forget his name i Bear, thought it was no, good Bear. i thought it was good I, thought, I, I i hate i hate when people try to do you know the russian accents or any accents and it just sound forced it sounds this forced shit, to me. it's definitely different from part three the regular one because i don't remember survivors yeah. being on that train to begin with on part three I don't you know what no Yo, I thought it was zombies in the background me too i thought it was yeah. zombies and then yeah, nemesis was Nemesis was doing something to one of the zombies, like he was transforming it. That never happened in Nemesis, the part, uh, yeah, the regular weird. one on PlayStation One. And when this man chased you, he is chasing you. He ain't walking. He ain't walking fast. Yeah. My man is running at you. He, he jumping at you. Yeah, he's leaping too, right? Yeah, yeah he got the moves. He got the moves, boy. <laughs> I mean, it's they could easily say that what he was doing to those zombies that we saw, what he could have been doing those off screen in the original. So I mean. That doesn't bother me that they're like gonna you know dabble me with neither. things, but he fucking chased. Yeah, I remember yeah. in Resident Evil Three, he did he did chase you like once you was inside the police station, he did chase you down hallways. But once you went to the other room and came back, he was most of the time he was gone and you just missed a chance to get the acid grenades or something like that. But this one, my boy, waiting for you. Chased. My boy, waiting for yeah, you he, out that door. 
Yeah, he, he ain't playing no games this time. He ain't playing no games. So with games like that, that definitely changed uh, the controls, not only the controls, but the story to update it for new audiences. Are you guys okay with these changes being made? Yeah, because it's not, it's not a major change. Like, it's, they still stick to the mm-hmm. story. It's still survival horror. Well, you have to add something. You can't just give the same exact game 20 years ago and just, hey, PlayStation 4. And it being the same exact game, you have to add something different to it. And I think they did enough. I like it. But Ron said it's just a demo. And like I said earlier, I played Resident Evil 6 demo, and it played nothing like the actual game. So just gonna have <laughs> Yo, to fun fact, see. Dave. Yo, fun too. fact, y'all. Fun fact, Dave fucking convinced me to buy that Resident Evil 6. And I fucking bought that shit. And I literally did the prologue, got that 10 fucking uh, point achievement, and wish I never did. You played the demo too, and you agreed that Trash. it played nothing like the game. Nothing, nothing like it. I mean, this one, I can't see, I can't see them fucking it up that bad, but cause especially it's so close to being released, but hey, man, you, you never know. And they're on a roll too. They, the they are on a roll. was good. I don't think they're going to backstep like that. The thing, like we mentioned in, uh, I guess in the future now, the next episode is released. I'm not sure when this is coming out. <laughs> we mentioned uh, which game they'll remake next. Now, if they continue with number four, I think that'll be a bit of an issue because they release re-release four every couple years. I think they. And uh, Dino Crisis. So, you, if you were to get Dino Crisis, would you like it to be updated like these games are? Yes. Or would you like something? Yes. Different? No, I want it. I- I would I would like it I would like it updated like these probably I mean I haven't played like I haven't played the whole thing of three but I would I would probably like it to be like three because it looks great it felt one thing I love that the controls felt smooth like I didn't feel like like I was like stuck I didn't feel like I was stuck anywhere like I said the roller system that might change like when I'm in a, like a small room or a tunnel or something but it felt smooth I I like that it felt smooth and that's all I want that's all that's what I would like about I mean obviously the back in the day that's PlayStation game so. Dino Crisis felt like super clunky. Trying to get away from those uh, those Raptors was like annoying as shit sometimes because they would block the door, mm-hmm. but they wouldn't really block the door. You can get through the door, but but they were like positioned in a way where you just couldn't, and it was annoying. Just uh, you got piggyback. someone that's that's going to be a fan of this. Um, just to piggyback what Cliff said earlier about uh, what they're going to remake next. I think they honestly, they go backwards. They're either going to remake Resident Evil Zero or Resident Evil Cole Veronica. Cole Veronica has a huge fan base. So I think they're going to go with either one. Of yeah, those they got, it definitely, it's definitely have a cult following. I, I never personally beat that one. That's probably the only one I haven't beaten. It came out with Dreamcast. I know, Zero, yeah, Zero Dreamcast, yeah. was a Zero on uh, GameCube as well. I remember yeah, GameCube. Had mm-hmm. I love that one. I still have that one. I beat that, I beat that one so many times. And I think I had a speed right now, like two hours. Yeah, that'd be cool if they did that. I like the Revelation series too. Um, it played like a fusion of five and six. You guys ever play those Resident I Evil Revelation games? I beat. I played part one. I really like part one. I beat that one. Uh, I played part two for a little bit. I didn't really like it too much, but then again, I only spent like an hour or two on it. I've, I've been meaning to go back and play it. Yeah, I like Revelations. I beat. I beat the first one. I didn't beat the second one, but I can beat it. But I just won't. All right, cool, cool. Let's keep a... Well, I'll play the demo and put my thoughts into it, but I'm pretty sure I'll like it because I liked Resident Evil 2, and we'll continue to see what they do next. Hopefully they break out some uh, Mega Man games because I (laughs) I want a new Mega Man game. My man, still politicking for the Mega Man (laughs) game. I want a new Mega Uh, Man game. I want that Mega Man Legends, man. Yeah, that, for sure. Give me my Dino Crisis. Just give me my Dino Crisis. Take my money. Just take my money. 
if they make it, they don't they don't know how much money they'll make. I'm definitely on board too. That sounds cool. All right, folks. Uh, so we're gonna wrap it up this week. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, make sure you hit us up on Instagram and Twitter. We have our giveaway going up until the 31st. So be sure that you enter so you can get a chance to win the Nintendo Switch Lite. And also uh, hit us up on Discord. We keep the conversation going each week. We'll see you next time. Take care.